This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Canary, a complete home security system in a single device. When Canary detects something out of the ordinary, it sends intelligent notifications with high-definition video straight to your phone. Canary puts you in control during an emergency. Through the Canary app, you can watch live footage, sound the built-in siren, or connect with police near your home. Start protecting your home with Canary today for just $199. Go to meetcanary.com, that's M-E-E-T-C-A-N-A-R-Y.com, and use the promo code REBOUND to get free overnight shipping. Again, it's meetcanary.com, promo code REBOUND for free overnight shipping. They're sending Canaries to me, John, and Dan, uh, and I'm very excited about it. So go check them out, meetcanary.com. Don't forget that promo code REBOUND. So do you guys uh, do you guys like the change on Twitter, or do you favorite it? <laughs> See what I did there? Bleep bloop. <laughs> uh, Dan Warren has feelings, John. He was telling me he has some feelings about this change on Twitter. I mean, people like you and me and other normal users of Twitter will never notice because we use third-party apps, so you can't tell. But Twitter has eliminated the favorite and replaced it with the like yay so i don't get i don't know i'm reading the little blog post and they're like they thought it was we know at times the star could be confusing especially to newcomers you might like a lot of things but not everything can be your favorite (laughs) what is this star i don't understand you can favorite a lot of things still (laughs) i don't understand wait you can still favorite things too but wait, that's what it means. It means favorite, not like. Wait, we're like, no, I'm so confused. No, you can only heart things now. You can't ah! you can't favorite them now. You you merely heart them. We need a we need a heart, we need a thumbs up, we need a star, and then um we need some Actually sort of... we need between one and between one and five stars is what right. we really That's need. right. That's right. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe maybe we should just have emoji. I mean they're kinda of like in Slack. Ooh. Well, I was well, just yeah, thinking exactly. about That's Slack a great idea. because Slack did the emoji reaction thing and Slack thought that it was going to catch on like wildfire. I have only kind of seen it used as a goof. I, I know you guys Slack a bit yourselves. I, uh, the Slack emoji reactions don't do it for me. Do they do it for you? Uh, yeah. They're entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I use them to varying degrees. I mean, so every once in a while I'll use it for like a, a like, um, but often it's, it's more, I mean, as it says, it's more of a reaction. Yeah, I mean, it's fun because there is such a, like, broad swath of emojis you can add to things that it does make it entertaining and, and a little bit more outside the box, especially because Slack allows for custom emojis, too. So right. I, I think that's cool. I, I don't think it would work for Twitter necessarily, but I think it's cool. I don't know. The heart thing, I mean, you know, this is the problem that Apple's had on Apple Music, too, right? Because, like, there was, like, a heart thing, but you could also you can also still, like, rate your songs. And also, I don't know, there, the whole heart star economy, <laughs> purple horseshoes, green clovers has gotten really out of hand. I don't know. It's just, there's so many of them. It feels like we're under a constant heart attack. God. <laughs> like a, like I'm worried that there might be a shooting star. Oh, come on. No, no. That's okay. Terrible. All right. We're, no? I'm, I'm calling it. We're done talking about this conversation, about this particular. Do you know how hard it was for John Moltz to connect to this guy? Yeah, right. And now I have place? to deal with this. <laughs> Is that fair? I ask you. 
I would talk about the Apple TV, but John doesn't have his yet, right? You still no. didn't get yours, Walt? Well, mine comes tomorrow. I had I I just got standard shipping, unlike Dan, unlike the Dan Morans of the world, who have their name pub, mm-hmm. who have mm-hmm. their name printed everywhere and uh, can't afford expedited shipping. Um, no, wait, yeah, d- let me does, tell you how much that cost me. Does yeah, six right. Colors cover the expedited shipping. <laughs> yeah, it, sure. that's literally. I mean, it's just it's one. It's you know extra dollars for every letter of my name that appears on that site. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good deal. Yep. So yeah. So no, mine doesn't come until tomorrow. And uh, and then I don't get to open it until Thursday because Thursday is my birthday. <laughs> right. So, wow. That's tough rules at the Moltz household. That's yeah, I know, I know. We're 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 open your presents Christmas Day. You know, it's not uh, it's not happening. Wow. Uh, well, at least you didn't get it for Christmas. I guess. Also true. Also good. Yeah. So Dan, what are you loving? So yeah, I know yeah. you're loving the Plex app. Get me get me excited about my my Thursday uh, acquisition. I will say, okay, so there are a few things that I'm really digging. Uh, the series stuff is cool. It's very cool. It's still kind of limited, but what you can do with it is nifty. And what I found that was actually really nice, um, I was watching a movie the other night, and uh, actually on Halloween. And so, you know, the kids would come and ring the doorbell, and I'd pause the movie. <laughs> was that a creepy sound yes. effect? Is that what was happening there? Yes, that was your Halloween sound effect. Mm. Okay, thank you. Needs work. Um, so we're watching a movie, and I would the kids would come and ring the doorbell. I would pause, we'd get up and then we'd sit down again. And my girlfriend would be like, Oh, I've sort of lost track of it. Like, can we run back like a minute and just sort of rewatch stuff? And you can just say, you know, you can do Siri like, Oh yeah. Rewind one minute. Um, which is, you know, the trackpad is nice for like scrubbing around, but it is nice to have that precision and just say, like be able to say, Hey, jump back a minute or, you know, pause or turn on captions or any of those things. Like, because the remote is in some ways so limited, you know, there aren't a ton of buttons on it. It's nice to be able to do that rather than like hunt around on like a remote with like a ton of buttons and be like, ah, wait, how do I turn on subtitles or captions? I have to navigate a menu, all that. So I think that that's actually really cool. And because it's triggered by the remote rather than just by a keyword, um, it is, you don't get really false positives. Do you have to hold down the button while you talk or do you push it and then talk? You hold down the button. Got it. So it's similar. The Fire TV has a similar, similar. Right. And mechanic, you can mechanism. use Siri that way on iPhones and iPads too. If Absolutely. you pull down the button, it will keep listening until you release. Right. Um, interesting. No, I mean, that's, uh, that sounds good. I like that. Yeah, that's a, I'm big on that. That is, a, I think, a really, it does change the way you interact with the, with the TV and media a lot. Is the, tra- is the trackpad better though than like scrubbing on the phone app? Yes. I will say it's definitely better than that. I would think it's got whether it's better than a tactile button. I mean, so there is a tactile. You can click the button, right? Like you can click the trackpad. It it presses kind of like the magic trackpad on your your MacBook or your whatever. And it's it's fine. Um, You know, there's it it doesn't necessarily like because the precision depends on like how much how fast you're moving your finger and stuff like that. It can be a little janky, but I do like it it seems pretty good in my experience because like if you swipe slower you scrub slower you know all that and so it is it is a little more versatile than the buttons where it always felt like oh my god did i suddenly go too too fast you know like jump forward because the old apple tv you like clicked once and it would like move forward slowly you click a second time and move forward faster like you know two two x four x eight x type thing and i always felt like i was overshooting and having to go back and stuff like that so this is at least i feel like allows a little bit more precision and can you can you Um, you can put in any you can say any value when you talk to it you can say, I mean, like what? Well, like, can like you any, like two minutes, one, two, two three, five I mean, seconds? Like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. 
I haven't. I I've given it like I haven't tried like totally arbitrary amounts, but it worked with one minute or two minute. I think I did thirty seconds at one point. Okay. Um, if you do the five minutes did, and thirty five seconds thing, I haven't <laughs> tested that, but it might work. I don't see why not. I mean, it can it can parse that. Bring your Apple TV over here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's the the buttons that I use the most on the Roku remote and on the TiVo remote are the you know the backup eight seconds button. And I don't know exactly how many seconds it is. Um, the Roku, like the Apple, the new Apple TV does, if you hit the backup eight seconds button, it'll put the captions on too, if they weren't on. If you say, you know, what did he say? For example, it will jump back 10 seconds and turn the captions on. Yeah. Is there, is there a single button, uh, a tactile button on the remote to back up a finite amount of seconds or no? There's not. See, that's a button that gets a lot of use. I feel like, I don't know. It happens so... It's ha- it happens so often in my house that either Lauren or I will miss something and want to back it up. Um, I feel like the extra talking could potentially get annoying, but I guess not. I guess it's okay. It, it depends how much you. I, I can I can see that, but it depends how much you have to use it. I think it's interesting. Uh, maybe watching maybe watching things just isn't for you, Lex. <laughs> could be, it could, or maybe we should turn the volume up. That, that might help too. Have you tried listening? To <laughs> well, uh, let's not get ridiculous. Um, I like the voice search stuff too. It's actually pretty good. And the first test I ran on out of the box was like, Hey, show me the latest episode of this TV show, which the fire TV, at least in its previous incarnation could not do. And it did perfectly. You know, it popped up. I I used arrow for, for obvious reasons for synergy with our (laughs) John and I cross brand promotion. Plus Um, the whole canary connection. Yes. There's that too. Wow. You look like you're on top of it. Yeah. Really? That little briefing ahead of the show, right? (laughs) Yeah. I only know because Dan told me. Um, but it was nice because it popped up like here are the last few episodes, selected the most recent one, said, Hey, you can watch it on iTunes, you can watch it on Hulu. And I was like, Great, I'll watch it on Hulu, and you just jump right in there. And I'm like, that is great. That is what I want. I don't want to have to jump through four levels of menus right. to find this one episode that I just want to watch. Yeah. Um so I'm I, I really am bullish on that. Um I've been installing some apps to try various things out. You know, I installed a lot of sort of your basic your Hulu, your Netflix. Um, you know, uh, a couple other video streaming apps, a couple games, um, just to sort of try things out. And Alto? Did you get Alto? Most of them I found are pretty good. I did get Alto, which syncs with your iOS version, which is really oh. nice. Uh, I actually find it plays really well. And I, I tried out Crossy Road briefly, uh, which has a two-player mode, right. um, which I played against myself and I lost. It was <laughs> weird. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> And that was all you played those with your phone as the controller, or did you get a controller? Yeah, the Crossy Road one is particularly annoying to set up with your. So you play one person uses the remote, one person uses their phone. Um, and oh, so you I, have the remote? Okay. Yes. Oh well, the remote comes with. Oh, the remote. Okay, so not not the game controller, but you just use it. No, okay, no, got just it, got use it, the standard. Okay. the standard remote. Okay, I'm with you. Um, and so that worked okay once you found out how to enable that the the multiplayer mode which is a kind of a crappy ui choice on the crossy road people's part um so there's a there's yeah i've been pretty bullish on it so far that said there are some there are some stuff that needs to get ironed out and i think what is most exciting to me sort of overall from like a like a thirty five thousand foot level is you know this is the apple's made a commitment to this platform and so, to me, that means they're going to be updating it regularly, as they do with iOS, OS X, and the Watch OS. And so, rather than the Apple TV, which seemed to get updates every few years, unless you counted those like extra channels getting dropped on every once in a while, right? Uh, it seems like you know Apple will be iterating much more 
constantly on this as a as a platform so we'll see improvements in it as we go which i think is you know that's great that's that's the way it should be my question is is browsing still good because like when search is so powerful especially with siri i can imagine that apple's thinking well you're just going to say this is the thing i want to watch but sometimes you know the the streaming equivalent of channel surfing is let me browse what netflix is recommending for me today is that still a good interface on the new apple tv well, so here's the thing. Because it's now third-party apps, the interfaces can, in some cases, be very different. There's basically two ways to create an Apple TV app, one of which is to use what's called TVML, which is like TV markup language, which is kind of what used to get used for the old Apple TV apps, which is like kind of really simple, um, you know, like browse this list of things, play yeah. this program. Um, and then there's you can actually write straight up native apps for as well. And so what's clearly happened in the case of definitely Netflix and Hulu is they've ported apps from other platforms because the Netflix and Hulu apps look really close to the Fire TV versions. So that's I'm not as thrilled about that because they're very non-standard in the way that they feel compared to, you know, everything else on the Apple TV. Yep. Uh, so, you know, every time you have, like jumping into a new app means kind of figuring out a different system. And it, obviously Netflix and Hulu want to push their brand like, oh, your Hulu experience is similar no matter whether where you go. Right. Or your Netflix like interface is the same, whether you're using it on a Fire TV, an Apple TV, your web browser, etc. Uh, and so the browsing experience is fine on those, but it's only as good as that platform is. And in some cases, I think that platform is not as good as even just sort of the bare bones Apple TV offering. So, Moltz, how excited are you now? <laughs> I'm still excited. Okay. Good, good. You should be. You, you, should you be. can't take the sky from me. D- Dan has one other thing to get you excited about for just a moment, and then we can go back to the Apple TV. I have a thing to get you so excited about. Do it's it. about It's about one of today's sponsors. It's about Casper mattresses. These are obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. Uh, And thanks to their wonderful sponsorship, you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash rebound and using the code rebound. Listen, I don't know about you guys, but I spend about a third of my life sleeping, or at least that's my goal. Uh, So the key is to make sure that you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies for better nights and brighter days. There's latex foam and memory foam. So those mattresses have just the right sink and just the right bounce no matter how you sleep. That's on your stomach, on your side, on your back, sitting up, upside down, whatever. The best part is Casper's got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver the mattress straight to you. You get to try it for 100 days. That's more than three months. Uh, And if you're not happy with it, they'll pick it right back up. And compare this to going into a furniture store where you might get a minute to try mattresses and you've got like 80 different mattresses and you're like, oh, what did that one feel better than the last one? I don't even know. With Casper, you actually get to sleep on that mattress for weeks on end and determine whether or not you like it. Uh, The cost is $500 for a twin-size mattress and $950 for a king-size mattress. If you compare that against the industry averages, that is an outstanding price point. So get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash rebound and using the code and rebound. Some terms and conditions do apply, so check that out. And we'd like to thank Casper for sponsoring the rebound. Kind of, kind of. I don't have one yet, um, but I kind of just want to get one just to see it expand at the very least. <laughs> uh, a Casper mattress or an Apple TV? Uh, either one, really. <laughs> Apple TV is like is like six by six feet, right? Yeah, once you take it out yeah, of the box, sure. it's like a bouncy house. 
<laughs> they should advertise that more. Apple TV bounty house. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think a product. lot of people are getting that. Uh, that that's part of the deal. Actually, that'd be great. It's like uh, it's like the Android versioning. You know, the Apple TV two will be Apple TV bouncy house because <laughs> it starts with B. Apple TV three will be Apple TV carousel. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. all they're all going to be rides. That's great. Apple call us I'm all over this. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll definitely do that. <laughs> well, so the other thing, you know, Lex alleges that I was excited about the Plex app. I am really excited about the Plex app, and the Plex app is one of the best apps on no the relation, Apple TV. No relation, by the way. Not, not, Plex not. Friedman is my favorite <laughs> media server podcast host. Yeah, I love that guy. But so what are you using Plex for? Because oh, you, you have a whole Plex, a library of stuff that you've stored in Plex. Of yeah, your, yeah oh, I've got movies Questionably and TV acquired shows. content. That's No, it's all <laughs> perfectly legitimate. I don't know what you're talking about. I would like to speak to my lawyer now. Well, um, uh, okay. Well, and, can I can I ask one question it, before we get into Plex though? Does it does it still just does the one. does the Apple TV still do streaming from a a Mac in the house that has media on it, like a, in iTunes? Uh, s- some stuff it certainly does. Uh, you know, I haven't really tested. it. There is home sharing support in okay. it. Okay, that um, should be that should so be I all it needs, that, right? I would think so. I haven't actually tested it because I don't store that much video okay. in iTunes. Right, but at any rate, I could use Plex. Yes, at any rate, you could use Plex, which is free to download and set up. Um, and I think, I think honestly, that Plex does a better job of media management than iTunes, which isn't hard, right? Um, because iTunes is not the best when it comes to media management. Um, and I, I think here's a little detail that I like about the Plex app, where it beats all the other video streaming apps that I've tried so far. So if you drop in, if you rearrange the apps on your Apple TV home screen and you put them in that, they're sort of like a top row. Um, that's kind of like the dock on iOS. So no matter how far you scroll down, those those stay sort of visible there. They stay like locked in. Um, normally, like you remember on your old Apple TV, you go up to one like the iTunes store or something, and it shows you like trending Tyler top movies from the iTunes store, right? Right. It's like, all right, that's fine. Um, but you go to like the Netflix and Hulu apps, and both of them seem to show kind of a random assortment of stuff, which I, which I don't really get. So like, I'll go to Netflix, and it's like comedies, and like I, I mean, why? Why are you showing me this? And Hulu's like top shows, and it was like I'm never going to watch any of these shows. To me, that seems useless. What I really like about the Plex app is there's an option in the settings to basically take over that section and show stuff from like my queue of stuff to watch. So when I select the Plex app. The images that show up at the top are like, here's the TV shows that are next on your list to watch that you haven't watched yet. And I was like, great. That saves me even more time. I don't even have to go into the Plex app. I can just select the the episode, you know, of Downton Abbey that I want to watch right at the top there. And I don't understand why none of the other apps seem to do this. It seems (laughs) stupid. Because they're pushing the stuff that they want you to see as opposed to the stuff that you want to see. Exactly. So like both Netflix and and Hulu have like, let me store cues or lists of stuff that I want to watch. You know, I understand that they would love for me to broaden my taste, but they already have my money. So just let me do whatever I want. (laughs) Whatever I want. Whatever. Unspeakable things I want to do. So what did you do with your old Apple TV? It's sitting in a box right now. (laughs) Did you put it in the new Apple TV's box? No, I did not. That seemed mean. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Like, I thought about giving it to my parents um, because they don't have any sort of streaming setup. But they, they don't have a, like, their living room doesn't have a HDTV. Do they not have a television? They do. They have multiple televisions. But the only ones that actually, like, the, the LCDs they have, they have, like, one in the bedroom, one in the kitchen. And then the, the living room still has, like, a crazy old Sony CRT. Okay. So oh, it doesn't yeah. have HDMI. So I can't give them that. 
And it's like, well, I, I also feel like my Apple TV got increasingly buggy and I don't really want to give it to anyone. Right. <laughs> because, you know, it's a second generation model. So it Ugh. doesn't have, well, but it doesn't have, like, the YouTube app doesn't exist on it anymore because Google pulled it. Right. So it's like, well, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> I, am I going to give this to someone, like a family member, and be like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't do YouTube? <laughs> like, I mean, I can uh, honestly say we never used YouTube on our Apple TV. But I can uh, understand if I gave it to like my cousins for their like their kids, you yeah. know, might be interested in watching YouTube videos. Yeah, Hank Hank used to use it to watch um stuff and and then uh like they had a lot of John Oliver clips on there. Um so Karen, yeah. Karen and I used yeah. to watch those all the time. Not anymore. <laughs> Cuz your internet's terrible. <laughs> cuz my internet. Yeah, cuz I can't watch anything with my internet. Uh but, I wish you guys could hear how crappy Mold sounds to us, because <laughs> you're hearing his his locally recorded microphone. We're hearing his low fidelity phone through Skype, and it's so it sounds like we're talking to John a century ago. Yeah, <laughs> we are actually just getting Morse code from John that we are rapidly translating into actual text. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. This just in: Titanic sunk. <laughs> the like, I would watch videos on my second generation Apple TV, and it will just the entire box will hard crash. Like, it will reboot back to the home screen. Yeah. And I'll be, like, in the middle of a video. And, like, it's faster for me to switch inputs and go to another streaming box than it is to wait for it to come back up. And it's like, I'm not going to give this to someone. It's in terrible shape. So I think it's probably just going to get the didn't the, get the But didn't those used to go for a lot on, like, eBay because you could jailbreak oh, them? Oh, shit, yeah. Maybe I should sell it because you can jailbreak them. Yeah. Right. That probably won't happen anymore because you can actually get apps for your Apple TV right. now. But right. maybe. Yeah. I would I would look into that. That's a good idea though. I'm I'm going to investigate. <laughs> I that. see I have another TV that has my first generation Apple TV hooked up to it. <laughs> so, I'll probably you have a, swap you have that. a problem, out. John. And then I'll and then and then I won't have anything to do with the first generation Apple TV. I hear you can cook an egg on it. I could maybe I, there's a hard drive in there, right? 160 gigs. It's a hot plate. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else you could salvage the hard drive and use it for something else. Right. Although I have no idea how you probably opened an Apple TV. I'm sure it can be done. Sledgehammer. Speaking of um, computers that wouldn't get hurt by sledgehammers, our other uh, sponsor for the day is SoftLayer. Our old friends at SoftLayer. They deliver a cloud built to scale. Your business applications and computational workloads are unique, like flowers, so you deserve cloud resources to meet your specific needs. SoftLayer is one of the only cloud providers that provisions dedicated servers and virtual servers from a single seamless platform, all on demand, all connected to the same open API, all connected to a global private network, allowing you to scale your workloads up and down quickly with ample space for your storage-intensive tasks. You guys know what kind of a company SoftLayer is, specifically an IBM company. In fact, IBM uses SoftLayer as its cloud infrastructure foundation for all IBM cloud products and services. So get this. You're like, you know what, Lex, shut up. I'm not looking for infrastructure. And I'm like, no, you can still benefit from SoftLayer infrastructure when you use platform or software services for IBM Cloud. So chew on that. All of our listeners have the opportunity to get $500 of cloud infrastructure by visiting softlayer.com slash podcast you can order bare metal servers virtual servers storage networking and security services from your choice of data center i'm told they're working on other levels of metal servers as well software has 24 data centers around the world and all of those servers and services are connected to software's unique network of networks which separates public private and management traffic ensuring that traffic to and from your cloud infrastructure travels more efficiently 
You can automate and control your cloud infrastructure with a granular API or in the easy-to-use SoftLayer customer portal. They'll even let you do both if you want. Visit softlayer.com slash podcast. That's S-O-F-T-L-A-Y-E-R dot com slash podcast to get started with your $500 off servers, storage, network, and security on a cloud built to scale from SoftLayer. Beautiful. I want to know just how deep your contacts at IBM go. Oh, man. I know them all there. Yeah. Gary. Do you know Gary? There's John. (laughs) Bob. (laughs) uh, Charlene. Bob is actually the B in IBM. That's that's how high up he is. (laughs) Watson. That guy thinks he knows everything. International Bob machines. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, So uh, what else is... uh... What else is going on? I don't think there's anything going on other than the Apple TV, right? Is that it? It's all Apple TV all the time? That's it. Oh, actually, I got a good one. I got a great one. Uh, Did you see that, I believe in Seattle, uh, (laughs) there's a new store opening up? I did see there's a new (laughs) store opening up. I hope John's going to go. I'm very excited. This store carries actual physical books made of paper maybe Wait i should go i thought amazon put all the bookstores yeah. out of business yeah there's amazon <laughs> did put all the bookstores out of business so guess whose bookstore this is <laughs> whose bookstore is it dan it's amazon uh, uh yeah i don't get it uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me other than well, to be a jerk like it's right so exactly that's it's, the thing it seems like just a complete yeah dick it move. is it is jerkish well so the weird thing about it is that not only will they sell books but they're also selling like obviously amazon products so like kindles echoes uh probably fire tvs Toi- too. toilet I mean, paper big they might like, just like a pallet full of toilet paper <laughs> every everybody who comes in gets a fire phone whether they want one or not <laughs> i don't like amazon because they have lots of things i like amazon because they have lots of things and i don't have to put on pants <laughs> like unless the store is pants free and yeah, walks you, to my house i'm not do interested you, do you want pants <laughs> Because you can get pants at the Amazon. No, you can't get pants at the Amazon store. I, it, I yeah. This is like this is like if you walked into an Apple store and they would like rent you DVDs. Like I, like yeah. What? Why? It's it just great. it does seem like this is just the ultimate dick move. Like oh yeah, remember bookstores? Hey, we can do that. Got your bookstore um, right here. <laughs> I I was uh, I was on Amazon a couple days ago because I'm on Amazon almost every day, and I was like. I need some washer fluid and I could go to the store or I could browse like all these different brands of washer fluid with all these reviews to see how good they are, like bug guts and de-icing and everything else. And the best priced, best reviewed, best at bug removing wiper fluid um, was an add-on item. And if you're not familiar, which I'm sure you all are because you all use Amazon, those are items that you can only get at those great prices if your order totals $25 or more. Yeah. And it was like $1.19 for a gallon of this delicious liquid. Don't drink it. <laughs> Bugs love it. Um, but um, this episode is also brought to you by Wiper Fluid. But uh, they, um, I, so I had to find something else to buy. So I'm like, I don't need anything right now. My wish list is all crap. And we have everything uh, that we currently need to shop for. I don't want to like stock up on anything. We're about to move. Like I don't need any more crap. So finally I settled on a hooded sweatshirt that I thought looked nice. And it was like $23. So it was like perfect. Got me to where I had to be. Wow. And of course, Amazon fucking ships the sweatshirt separately. <laughs> what is the point? No, you should just have the sweatshirts shipped directly to the trash. Since... The point is to get you to buy the sweatshirt you didn't need. 
Yeah, and they succeeded. It but it's like, why? Yeah. Why is it an add-on item if you're not even going to put it in the same box? I don't get it. I'm really looking forward to browsing the Amazon bookstore and just reading all the one-star ratings of books that they put on little placards <laughs> next to all the books. <laughs> the is I feel like open already. I uh, I thought it was open now, but I'm not sure. I think it. Uh, yeah, it opens today. Um, Tuesday, as we record this, I feel like they they frequently lose sight of what kind of business they're in, <laughs> um, and I and I don't think that your example is an example of that because what they're I mean their business is to try and get you to buy more crap and to, to have it shipped to your house, um, but they should not care like the venue like so like like one of their goals is to sell you a, a prime membership i mean that's just that's like gravy money for them right because you're you're locked right. into this thing where you pay pay you send them money every year and you don't you generally don't even think about it and then you know they just like scrape all that stuff up um so it seems to me like one they should be very interested in having an app on the apple tv and yet there yeah, is no app exactly. for the for the apple tv and apparently it's their right. decision because we talked about yeah, this we before, that, we, talked, we did, yeah, yeah, and it, uh, there was a an article. Uh, was it Recode? Was it the one I wrote? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Because uh, I tried to send it to both of you, and I sent it. I sent it just to uh, BuzzFeed. It's weird. Though. It was a BuzzFeed Amazon article. Should have an app on the App Store. Yes, for the TV. They're yeah. being stupid. We all agree. Everyone right. agrees except for Amazon. I mean, I get, I get the fact that they don't like that. You know, you can't just buy TV series. You know, without. I mean, I understand that part, um, but still, like the stuff that I've bought, or or the fact that they have a whole bunch of streaming stuff. That's you know, that's a hundred bucks a year for them. Well, and so they don't. I mean, they exactly. You you've already given again. Well, like with the Netflix and Hulu complaints I was making, you've already given them your money, and so. At that point, just give me access to the stuff that I want, right? Right. Yeah. They should. And so and it's, they, like, they don't do rentals anyway on the on the iPad. Like you, you, the only thing the iPad app does is lets you watch stuff that you've either already rented or purchased, or stuff that you can stream for Prime, which is like Netflix. I don't think this would happen, but it does. It, when I saw that story that they weren't going to do a TV app, it makes you think like. Are they going to stop supporting the iPad? Will the Kindle app and the Amazon Instant Video apps vanish for the iPad? Because oh, then my iPad is way less useful. Idea. Yeah, but it's also a terrible idea because it's them playing the zero-sum game of we remove that in the hopes that you will buy instead buy like a Fire tablet. Right. No, or, yeah, right. And you're not going to do that. Wait, and they also, they don't make any money off those things. Right, exactly. I mean, they sell them they for just, like like practically probably below the cost that it, I mean, well, probably not below the cost it is to make them. But they don't make but, any but money. Their whole business, their whole they business literally sell us six packs of tablets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I had a family member say, "Hey, do you want to go in on the six pack and you can get one of these thing, these fires for twenty bucks?" I'm like, "What the hell do I want that for?" No, like they almost literally can't give them away because I have no interest, yeah. and I speak for the world. Nobody wants these <laughs> things. I will say their bookstore. I'm just skimming this article in the Seattle Times about it, and like it, they can do things in their bookstore that regular bookstores can't. So they're going to have categories like most wished for cookbooks and four and a half stars and above for ages six through 12. Like that's, that's cool. Like, it's interesting because they don't have the same inventory problems that a lot of bookstores do, right? Like yeah. it's an entirely different model because they've already got these giant warehouses full of books. And so being able, they can like change up their bookstore displays much faster than a traditional bookstore. Yeah, because it's, it's not it's not just sitting in the back deal with inventory. Yeah, it's not sitting in the back of the bookstore. They, you know, someone has to drive a quarter of a mile over to a, you know, 
to a gigantic warehouse and pick up like Jeff Bezos's house. Yeah. <laughs> 5,000 copies of something. <laughs> There's also a section where various Amazon employees will showcase books that they recommend. Uh, the, for the opening, the selection includes a few of Amazon chief executive, Jeff Bezos's favorite titles, including the gift of fear, the five love languages, and traps by his wife, Mackenzie Bezos. <laughs> a page turner written by an award winning novelist who also happens to be my wife, Bezos writes. <laughs> I guess he wanted to come home. Ugh. Jeff Bezos quickly has won my award as like he's displaced. So Eric Schmidt kind of like faded into the background, but like Jeff Bezos has picked up the Eric Schmidt crown of like tech CEO guy that I really understand the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it was yeah, a weird so, uh, it was weird that he was the villain in Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. What a strange I choice. Know. I mean, why would you why would you well, agree? It was, it why was, would you agree to play that accurate. guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but you know, it's a marketing thing. Yeah, I guess so. Why do they do anything? <laughs> right. They don't make their right. money. I don't that. understand anything he does. <laughs> um yeah, so no no trips to the Amazon store for I'm not planning us. on it. I'm kind of thinking about going to Microsoft Device Night, though. Microsoft Device Night? I don't even know. What yeah, that they is. have they they have these uh, nights in various cities, and I think there's one coming up in Seattle at the end of toward the end of November, um, where they just like they have they showcase their their devices and they have people there to answer questions and stuff. Do you and end up in for... like a pit or something? Like <laughs> they just did probably one in Philly, probably and, yeah, uh... right. Ben, the PC guy whom I grew up with and carpooled to Hebrew school with, he was tweeting at Gruber and convinced Gruber to go to the device night. But I still don't even understand why do people go to this? Do they give you free stuff or is it just to like see cool things? It's just, a, it's, and you get to play with that new laptop and stuff. I mean, it's, I think it's well, just they have a information store? purposes. They have stores. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is more for the, store. I think this is more for the press though. I think it's more like, I don't, I think you have to get, I mean, you, you don't necessarily have to get invited, but you have to ask. And then they say that you can go. You have to have like a reason. So are you going? I, I, I'll have to, have to check the date again. Cause if you need an in, I can get you an in. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm saying. What's that guy's last name? Reitzman? What's that? What's his name? Ben, the PC guy. His last name is Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That must have been a, a tough surname to have in <laughs> tough name in, in Hebrew in school. Hebrew That's school. Right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> At Christmas time, Ben Rudolph got a lot of flack. Um Yeah, so here's my question then is do you guys want a surface book? Is that what this is ultimately angling towards? No. <laughs> Good, good. All right. Okay. That was I would like to try. John. I would like to try one. I don't feel like I need one. I don't think if I had one in the house, I would not use it. What's, okay. You know, I have a coworker who uses a Surface Book quite happily, and there are parts of it where you're like, well, that's interesting, right? When he flips the screen around and he's like, look, it's a tablet. Now look, it's my laptop. And now like, look, I'm going to present. So I'm going to have the laptop kind of prop itself up like it's in a triangle kind of shape. And now you guys can all see this. But what's Anytime I look at it, I'm like, man, I wish Apple had something like this. You can't miss how not Apple-like it is in very flawed and bad ways. Like, the screen just will not rotate no matter what you do. It cannot figure out what way it should be facing. Yeah. Or 
you swipe and nothing happens. And you just don't encounter that on iOS or you do so rarely that when it happens, it's shocking. But like you scroll and nothing happens. And it's so weird. And he doesn't even get frustrated anymore because he's like, yeah, it's just how it is. This is my life. Um, uh, and it's this is what crazy. I've become. Yeah. This, this is this is fine. This I have is accepted fine. this. And I'm on fire. Everything is fine. I have clubs. I have clubs for hands. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I keep having this discussion with my girlfriend who is a PC user. What? Because... Well, because she works in an industry where she uses Microsoft Excel a lot. And I keep pointing out that you can get Microsoft Excel on, on a Mac. But she's, she, I mean, granted, when, when we first started dating, she had an Android and she now has an iPhone. So, like, slowly chipping Baby away. steps. Progress. Baby steps. That's right. Exactly. So, um, but she, she does at least think the Surface Book looks really interesting. And I have to say, I think it looks certainly more intriguing than a lot of other pc you know third-party pcs it is interesting that microsoft got into this game too of of making hardware um because microsoft i think you know has so long been a software company and they certainly do make devices you know i have an xbox which i like but that doesn't uh, as far as i recall that doesn't make them much money um so it it, you know kind of makes sense for them to get into this business to a certain extent but they're never gonna it's hilarious how far apple has outstripped all of its competitors in terms of being able to like control like soup to nuts, right? They yeah. own yeah. everything. Like they design their own processors, you know, for at least for the iOS devices. And, you know, they have huge factory, like Microsoft doesn't have the infrastructure. I mean, it may be designing this, but it's not, it's still licensing out all the parts and everything, right? Like it's, it's not probably, I mean, like Google builds its Nexus phones, but those are essentially rebranded like Motorola phones, right? Somebody, you know, yeah, somebody makes or which, which they think they've had own, different. Like, they've had know, different it, um, manufacturers. Yeah, they've had different partners. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, the idea of a first-party Microsoft laptop is, on the one hand, like interesting, but I mean, the Surface, I guess, gets closer to that than the Surface Book. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, at least they do have some interesting design elements in there with like that crazy hinge and stuff. So I, I it's interesting. I don't know that it will necessarily uh, convert. I certainly I don't think it will convert a lot of Mac users, but it might convert a lot of third party PC users. So who knows? Yeah. The, I mean the the one big you know the one big problem traditionally in that ecosystem, having bought one recently, is ju- is just been the fact is all that crapware and the bad user experience between trying to get support between uh, someone who makes the operating system and someone who makes the hardware. Um, it, but the crapware is worse. That whole situation is uh, is unbelievably bad, and and from a, uh, the aspect of you know, having bought a Lenovo, the fact that they just like <laughs> put things on there that are spying on you, um, or that are just incredibly insecure, and then on top of that, the the user interfaces are horrible. That you know, I mean, just they they don't look anything like the rest of Windows, and it's a just a incredibly jarring and crappy experience and so just to the degree that they can strip that stuff out it'll be a huge improvement yeah i was gonna say does the surface book do we know does it not come with like crap on it basically yeah because they all the i mean all the stuff that they sell in their stores so they resell they resell other people's laptops but they've re-imaged them yeah because i knew i knew there was an option for a while to buy like from yeah. Some no, third, I think you know, I think makers, all the laptops like clean versions. Yeah, all the laptops that you buy out of a Microsoft store are cleaned up. 
and of course they you know you don't they're more expensive because they don't give you the the coupon deals that are so fantastic <laughs> that other <laughs> companies give you that's the microsoft way that's right they put one of you in the hospital you put microsoft in the morgue i don't know <laughs> <laughs> It, it feels like Maltz is on E-World. <laughs> Maybe I should be. Are there animated people where you are, Maltz? I'm, I might get better response time. <laughs>